Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study of the book of Esther. We're still in chapter 3, looking at verses 8 through 11 in the God's Word translation. And before I begin, I'd like to thank everyone who uh, has lifted up my family in prayer. And not just my family, families everywhere that need God's special help special touch but let's listen to his word esther chapter 3 starting with verse 8 and ending with verse 11 reads now haman told king xerxes your majesty there is a certain nationality scattered among but separate from the nationalities in all the provinces of your kingdom their laws different from those of all other nationalities. They do not obey your decrees. So it is not in your interest to tolerate them, your majesty. If you approve, have the orders for the destruction be written. For this I will pay 750,000 pounds of silver to your treasurers to put in your treasury. At that, the king removed his signet ring and gave it to Haman, the enemy of the Jews. Haman was the son of Hamadatha and was from Agag. The king told Haman, you can keep your silver and do with the people whatever you like. Again, that's Esther chapter 3, verses 8 through 11 in the God's Word translation, which titles this Haman's Plot. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that's Esther chapter 3, verse 8 through 11 in the God's Word translation. And as absurd as it sound, it sounds, the king agrees with uh, Haman's plan to annihilate the Jews. But let's listen to what the commentaries had to say. Haman makes false and malicious representation of Jews and their character to the king. And you know, that is gossip to the nth degree. Can you imagine anyone spreading such falsehood about an entire group of people? And we know it's happened. We know that. It's part of our history also. But just imagine that this one person planted that one seed that could have terminated everyone. But back to the commentary. Uh... Haman had the king believe that the Jews were despicable people and that it was not uh, for his credit to harbor them. He, he called them a certain people. 
that live in this in our country, but they don't follow any of our laws. Sounds kind of familiar. It <laughs> sounds like the times we're living in. But back to the commentaries. So he uh, he um, discredits them and without calling their name, as if nobody knew what uh, where they came from and who they were. They are not incorporated, but scattered abroad and dispersed in all the provinces as fugitives and vagabonds on the earth, is what he said. And uh, let's see, they're a scandal, they're a burden and a scandal to the places where they live. So he has the king thinking that they are despicable and burdensome and uh, criminals, and they're living there not following any rules, just lawless. Again, sounds like the times we're living in. And then he also wanted King Xerxes to believe that they were a dangerous people and it, okay, uh, let's see, that they have laws and usages of their own and conform not to uh, what the king has said. And it's based only on the fact that Mordecai would not bend or bow to Haman. So he's basing all of this, you know, they have their own laws. They don't listen to what you say. They don't conform to what you said. So Haman seems to be drawing a false conclusion based on his experience with Mordecai. Uh, because he says that Mordecai did not obey your law. So surely every Jew in your kingdom is doing as Mordecai has done. Haman calls for the annihilation of the Jews throughout the Persian kingdom. And this type of action was not without precedence in the Persian Empire. It tells of an event in 522 BC where uh, the per, uh, Persians were uh, massacred and um, what they call the genocide in the, com in the commentary. And to this day, they call the massacre, they call it the massacre of Magians. And that's all because, again, a plot where someone said one little false claim just led this whole big uh, confusion. The Hebrew text that uh, tell, says that the king did not want Haman's money is saying that he's probably bargaining with Haman or a time when he can get the money as he wishes. Sort of like a subtle way that the king acknowledges that he will receive the money later as a bribe. And then the ridiculous sum, 750,000 pounds of silver. And I thought about uh, 750,000 one pound sacks of flour or cornmeal. Can you imagine? That's an absurd, a ridiculous amount. And the commentary says it's um, two-thirds of the annual uh, income that comes into the royal treasury from all the tributes in the empire. And that uh, Haman said he was paying it out of his own abundance, but it says he probably is going to pay it from the money that he's going to gain from destroying the Jews. And then that signet ring, the, the face includes an engraving and an image to let you know that the king signed it. 
and it's a, uh, it functioned as his personal identification. And during the per, uh, Parisian period, signet rings were commonly imprinted on wet clay or, or wax that was allowed to dry, sealing the documents. And it was imp that imprint was so important because that was the king's signature. So the king gave his ring to Haman to seal the deal that all of the Jews would be annihilated. Let's pray. Father, first of all, I'd like to thank you again for um, my brother is still on this side of the earth and not the earth is on top of him. So we thank you for that. We did have a scare last night, but you're so faithful. And we pray that if it's your will, he's healed. But whatever your will is, Father, we're okay with it. Father, we thank you as we study the book of Esther that you are not like uh, the earthly king who is more concerned with his reputation and the obedience of his servants than with the um, execution of plans. Thank you, Father. You said that obedience is better than sacrifice, but you don't hold that to us because you know we do sin and you have sent your savior to save us from our sins not that not that we sin because we have the savior but we thank you for the savior we thank you for your holy spirit father we thank you that you're not like earthly kings that um you're the person with power but you don't use it correctly you're not, uh, uh, you don't use your power out of selfish ambition or to start wars or to uh, just uh, help someone's pride because that's what's happening in this book. Someone's pride is hurt and he's taking it out on a whole uh, race of people, a whole, a whole country, all of the Jews in um, Persia. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your hand that um, when things seem out of control, they're still in control because you're in control. And we thank you for that. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.